Chapter Twenty of Practical Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Practical Religion by J. C. Ryle. Chapter Twenty The Great Separation. Part Two. Three let me show in the third place the portion which christ's people shall receive when he comes to purge his floor the text at the beginning of this paper tells us that in good and comfortable words it tells us that christ shall gather his wheat into the garner when the lord jesus comes the second time he shall collect his believing people into a place of safety he will send his angels and gather them from every quarter the sea shall give up the dead that are in it and the graves the dead that are in them and the living shall be changed not one poor sinner of mankind who has ever laid hold on christ by faith shall be wanting in that company not one single grain of wheat shall be missing and left outside when judgments fall upon a wicked world there shall be a garner for the wheat of the earth and into that garner all the wheat shall be brought it is a sweet and comfortable thought that the lord taketh pleasure in his people and careth for the righteous psalm one forty nine four first peter five seven but how much the lord cares for them i fear is little known and dimly seen believers have their trials beyond question and these both many and great the flesh is weak the world is full of snares the cross is heavy the way is narrow the companions are few but still they have strong consolations if their eyes were but open to see them like hagar they have a well of water near them even in the wilderness though they often do not find it out like mary they have jesus standing by their side though often they are not aware of it for very tears genesis twenty one nineteen john twenty fourteen bear with me while i try to tell you something about christ's care for poor sinners that believe in him alas indeed that it should be needful but we live in a day of weak and feeble statements the danger of the state of nature is feebly exposed the privileges of the state of grace are feebly set forth hesitating souls are not encouraged disciples are not established and confirmed the man out of christ is not rightly alarmed the man in christ is not rightly built up the one sleeps on and seldom has his conscience pricked the other creeps and crawls all his days and never thoroughly understands the riches of his inheritance 
truly this is a sore disease and one that i would gladly help to cure truly it is a melancholy thing that the people of god should never go up to mount pisgah and never know the length and breadth of their possessions to be brethren of christ and sons of god by adoption to have full and perfect forgiveness and the renewing of the holy ghost to have a place in the book of life and a name on the breastplate of the great high priest in heaven all these are glorious things indeed but still they are not the whole of a believer's portion they are upper springs indeed but still there are nether springs beside a the lord takes pleasure in his believing people though black in their own eyes they are comely and honourable in his they are all fair he sees no spot in them canticles four seven their weaknesses and shortcomings do not break off the union between him and them he chose them knowing all their hearts he took them for his own with a perfect understanding of all their debts liabilities and infirmities and he will never break his covenant and cast them off when they fall he will raise them again when they wander he will bring them back their prayers are pleasant to him as a father loves the first stammering efforts of his child to speak so the lord loves the poor feeble petitions of his people he endorses them with his own mighty intercession and gives them power on high their services are pleasant to him as a father delights in the first daisy that his child picks up and brings him even so the lord is pleased with the weak attempts of his people to serve him not a cup of cold water shall lose its reward not a word spoken in love shall ever be forgotten the holy ghost inspired saint paul to tell the hebrews of noah's faith but not of his drunkenness of rahab's faith but not of her lie it is a blessed thing to be god's wheat b the lord cares for his believing people in their lives their dwelling-place is well known the street called straight where judas dwelt and paul lodged the house by the seaside where peter prayed were all familiar to their lord none have such attendance as they have angels rejoice when they are born again angels minister to them and angels encamp around them none have such food their bread is given them and their water is sure and they have meat to eat of which the world knows nothing none have such company as they have the spirit dwelleth with them the father and the son come to them and make their abode with them john fourteen twenty three their steps are all ordered from grace to glory 
they that persecute them persecute christ himself and they that hurt them hurt the apple of the lord's eye their trials and temptations are all measured out by a wise physician not a grain of bitterness is ever mingled in their cup that is not good for the health of their souls their temptations like job's are all under god's control satan cannot touch a hair of their head without their lord's permission nor even tempt them above that which they shall be able to bear as a father pitieth his own children so does the lord pity them that fear him he never afflicts them willingly psalm one o three thirteen lamentations three thirty three he leads them by the right way he withholds nothing that is really for their good come what will there is always a needs be when they are placed in the furnace it is that they may be purified when they are chastened it is that they may become more holy when they are pruned it is to make them more fruitful when they are transplanted from place to place it is that they may bloom more brightly all things are continually working together for their good like the bee they extract sweetness even out of the bitterest flowers c the lord cares for his believing people in their deaths their times are all in the lord's hand the hairs of their heads are all numbered and not one can ever fall to the ground without their father they are kept on earth till they are ripe and ready for glory and not one moment longer when they have had sun and rain enough wind and storm enough cold and heat enough when the ear is perfected then and not till then the sickle is put in they are all immortal till their work is done there is not a disease that can loosen the pins of their tabernacle until the lord gives the word a thousand may fall at their right hand but there is not a plague that can touch them till the lord sees good there is not a physician that can keep them alive when the lord gives the word when they come to their deathbed the everlasting arms are round about them and make all their bed in their sickness when they die they die like moses according to the word of the lord at the right time and in the right way deuteronomy thirty four five and when they breathe their last they fall asleep in christ and are at once carried like lazarus into abraham's bosom yes it is a blessed thing to be christ's wheat when the sun of other men is setting the sun of the believer is rising when other men are laying aside their honors he is putting his on death locks the door on the unbeliever and shuts him out from hope but death opens the door to the believer and lets him into paradise d 
and the lord will care for his believing people in the dreadful day of his appearing the flaming fire shall not come nigh them the voice of the archangel and the trump of god shall proclaim no terrors to their ears sleeping or waking quick or dead mouldering in the coffin or standing at the post of daily duty believers shall be secure and unmoved they shall lift up their heads with joy when they see redemption drawing nigh they shall be changed and put on their beautiful garments in the twinkling of an eye they shall be caught up to meet the lord in the air first thessalonians four seventeen jesus will do nothing to a sin-laden world till all his people are safe there was an ark for noah when the flood began there was a zoar for lot when the fire fell on sodom there was a pella for early christians when jerusalem was besieged there was a zurich for english reformers when popish mary came to the throne and there will be a garner for all the wheat of the earth in the last day yes it is a blessed thing to be christ's wheat i often wonder at the miserable faithlessness of those among us who are believers next to the hardness of the unconverted heart i call it one of the greatest wonders in the world i wonder that with such mighty reasons for confidence we can still be so full of doubts i marvel above all things how any can deny the doctrine that christ's people persevere under the end and can fancy that he who loved them so as to die for them upon the cross will ever let them be cast away i cannot think so i do not believe the lord jesus will ever lose one of his flock he will not let satan pluck away from him so much as one sick lamb he will not allow one bone of his mystical body to be broken he will not suffer one jewel to fall from his crown he and his bride have been once joined in an everlasting covenant and they shall never never be put asunder the trophies won by earthly conquerors have often been wrested from them and carried off but this shall never be said of the trophies of him who triumphed for us on the cross my sheep he says shall never perish john ten twenty eight i take my stand on that text i know not how it can be evaded if words have any meaning the perseverance of christ's people is there i do not believe when david had rescued the lamb from the paws of the lion that he left it weak and wounded to perish in the wilderness i cannot believe when the lord jesus has delivered a soul from the snare of the devil that he will ever leave that soul to take his chance and wrestle on in his own feebleness against sin the devil and the world 
i dare be sure if you were present at a shipwreck and seeing some helpless child tossing on the waves were to plunge into the sea and save him at the risk of your own life i dare be sure you would not be content with merely bringing that child safe to shore you would not lay him down when you had reached the land and say i will do no more he is weak he is insensible he is cold it matters not i have done enough i have delivered him from the waters he is not drowned you would not do it you would not say so you would not treat that child in such a manner you would lift him in your arms you would carry him to the nearest house you would try to bring back warmth and animation you would use every means to restore health and vigor you would never leave him till his recovery was a certain thing and can you suppose the lord jesus christ is less merciful and less compassionate can you think he would suffer on the cross and die and yet leave it uncertain whether believers in him would be saved can you think he would wrestle with death and hell and go down to the grave for our sakes and yet allow our eternal life to hang on such a thread as our poor miserable endeavors oh no he does not do so he is a perfect and complete saviour those whom he loves he loves unto the end those whom he washes in his blood he never leaves nor forsakes he puts his fear into their hearts so that they shall not depart from him where he begins a work there he also finishes all whom he plants in his garden enclosed on earth he transplants sooner or later into paradise all whom he quickens by his spirit he will also bring with him when he enters his kingdom there is a garner for every grain of the wheat all shall appear in zion before god from false grace man may fall and that both finally and foully i never doubt this i see proof of it continually from true grace men never do fall totally they never did and they never will if they commit sin like peter they shall repent and rise again if they err from the right way like david they shall be brought back it is not any strength or power of their own that keeps them from apostasy they are kept because the power and love and promises of the trinity are all engaged on their side the election of god the father shall not be fruitless the intercession of god the son shall not be ineffectual the love of god the spirit shall not be labor in vain the lord shall keep the feet of his saints first samuel two nine they shall all be more than conquerors through him that loved them they all shall conquer and none die eternally 
footnote blessed for ever and ever be that mother's child whose faith hath made him the child of god the earth may shake the pillars of the world may tremble under us the countenance of the heaven may be appalled the sun may lose his light the moon her beauty the stars their glory but concerning the man that trusteth in god what is there in the world that shall change his heart overthrow his faith alter his affection towards god or the affection of god to him richard hooker fifteen eighty five and footnote if you have not yet taken up the cross and become christ's disciple you little know what privileges you are missing peace with god now and glory hereafter the everlasting arms to keep you by the way and the garner of safety in the end all these are freely offered to you without money and without price you may say that christians have tribulations you forget that they have also consolations you may say they have peculiar sorrows you forget they have also peculiar joys you see but half the christian life you see not all you see the warfare but not the meat and the wages you see the tossing and conflict of the outward part of christianity you see not the hidden treasures which lie deep within like elisha's servant you see the enemies of god's children but you do not like elisha see the chariots and horses of fire which protect them o oh, judge not by outward appearances be sure that the least drop of the water of life is better than all the rivers of the world remember the garner and the crown be wise in time if you feel that you are a weak disciple think not that weakness shuts you out from any of the privileges of which i have been speaking weak faith is true faith and weak grace is true grace and both are the gift of him who never gives in vain fear not neither be discouraged doubt not neither despair jesus will never break the bruised reed nor quench the smoking flax isaiah forty two three the babes in a family are as much loved and thought of as the elder brothers and sisters the tender seedlings in a garden are as diligently looked after as the old trees the lambs in the flock are as carefully tended by the good shepherd as the old sheep oh rest assured it is just the same in christ's family in christ's garden in christ's flock all are loved all are tenderly thought of all are cared for and all shall be found in his garner at last four let me show in the last place 
the portion which remains for all who are not christ's people the text at the beginning of this paper describes this in words which should make our ears tingle christ shall burn up the chaff with fire unquenchable when the lord jesus christ comes to purge his floor he shall punish all who are not his disciples with a fearful punishment all who are found impenitent and unbelieving all who have held the truth in unrighteousness all who have clung to sin stuck to the world and set their affections on things below all who are without christ all such shall come to an awful end christ shall burn up the chaff their punishment shall be most severe there is no pain like that of burning put your finger in the candle for a moment if you doubt this and try fire is the most destructive and devouring of all elements look into the mouth of a blast furnace and think what it would be to be there fire is of all elements most opposed to life creatures can live in air and earth and water but nothing can live in fire yet fire is the portion to which the christless and unbelieving will come christ will burn up the chaff with fire their punishment shall be eternal millions of ages shall pass away and the fire into which the chaff is cast shall still burn on that fire shall never burn low and become dim the fuel of that fire shall never waste away and be consumed it is unquenchable fire alas these are sad and painful things to speak of i have no pleasure in dwelling on them i could rather say with the apostle paul as i write i have great heaviness and continual sorrow romans nine two but they are things written for our learning and it is good to consider them they are a part of that scripture which is all profitable and they ought to be heard painful as the subject of hell is it is one about which i dare not cannot must not be silent who would desire to speak of hell-fire if god had not spoken of it when god has spoken of it so plainly who can safely hold his peace i dare not shut my eyes to the fact that a deep-rooted infidelity lurks in men's minds on the subject of hell i see it oozing out in the utter apathy of some they eat and drink and sleep as if there was no wrath to come i see it creeping forth in the coldness of others about their neighbors souls they show little anxiety to pluck brands from the fire i desire to denounce such infidelity with all my might believing that there are terrors of the lord as well as the recompense of reward 
i call on all who profess to believe the bible to be on their guard a i know that some do not believe there is any hell at all they think it impossible there can be such a place they call it inconsistent with the mercy of god they say it is too awful an idea to be really true the devil of course rejoices in the views of such people they help his kingdom mightily they are preaching up his own favorite doctrine ye shall not surely die genesis three four b i know furthermore that some do not believe that hell is eternal they tell us it is incredible that a compassionate god will punish men forever he will surely open the prison doors at last this also is a mighty help to the devil's cause take your ease he whispers to sinners if you do make a mistake never mind it is not forever a wicked woman was overheard in the streets of london saying to a bad companion come along who is afraid some parsons say there is no hell c i know also that some believe there is a hell but never allow that anybody is going there all people with them are good as soon as they die all were sincere all meant well and all they hope got to heaven alas what a common delusion is this i can well understand the feeling of the little girl who asked her mother where all the wicked people were buried for she found no mention on the gravestones of any except the good d and i know very well that some believe there is a hell and never like it to be spoken of it is a subject that should always be kept back in their opinion they see no profit in bringing it forward and are rather shocked when it is mentioned this also is an immense help to the devil hush hush says satan say nothing about hell the fowler wishes to hear no noise when he lays his snares the wolf would like the shepherd to sleep while he prowls round the fold the devil rejoices when christians are silent about hell all these notions are the opinions of man but what is it to you and me what man thinks in religion man will not judge us at the last day man's fancies and traditions are not to be our guide in this life there is but one point to be settled what says the word of god a do you believe the bible then depend upon it hell is real and true it is true as heaven as true as justification by faith as true as the fact that christ died upon the cross as true as the dead sea there is not a fact or doctrine 
which you may not lawfully doubt if you doubt hell disbelieve hell and you unscrew unsettle and unpin everything in scripture you may as well throw your bible away at once from no hell to no god there is but a series of steps b do you believe the bible then depend upon it hell will have inhabitants the wicked shall certainly be turned into hell and all the people that forget god these shall go away into everlasting punishment matthew twenty five forty six the same blessed saviour who now sits on a throne of grace will one day sit on a throne of judgment and men will see there is such a thing as the wrath of the lamb revelation six sixteen the same lips which now say come come unto me will one day say depart ye cursed alas how awful the thought of being condemned by christ himself judged by the saviour sentenced to misery by the lamb c do you believe the bible then depend upon it hell will be intense and unutterable woe it is vain to talk of all the expressions about it being only figures of speech the pit the prison the worm the fire the thirst the blackness the darkness the weeping the gnashing of teeth the second death all these may be figures of speech if you please but bible figures mean something beyond all question and here they mean something which man's mind can never fully conceive the miseries of mind and conscience are far worse than those of the body the whole extent of hell the present suffering the bitter recollection of the past the hopeless prospect of the future will never be thoroughly known except by those who go there d do you believe the bible then depend upon it hell is eternal it must be eternal or words have no meaning at all for ever and ever everlasting unquenchable never dying all these are expressions used about hell and expressions that cannot be explained away it must be eternal or the very foundations of heaven are cast down if hell has an end heaven has an end too they both stand or fall together it must be eternal or else every doctrine of the gospel is undermined if a man may escape hell at length without faith in christ or sanctification of the spirit sin is no longer an infinite evil and there was no such great need for christ making an atonement and where is there warrant for saying that hell can ever change a heart or make it fit for heaven it must be eternal 
or hell would cease to be hell altogether give a man hope and he will bear anything grant a hope of deliverance however distant and hell is but a drop of water ah these are solemn things well said old carol forever is the most solemn saying in the bible alas for that day which will have no to-morrow that day when men shall seek death and not find it and shall desire to die but death shall flee from them who shall dwell with devouring fire who shall dwell with everlasting burnings revelations nine six isaiah thirty three fourteen e do you believe the bible then depend upon it hell is a subject that ought not to be kept back it is striking to observe the many texts about it in scripture it is striking to observe that none say so much about it as our lord jesus christ that gracious and merciful saviour and the apostle john whose heart seems full of love truly it may well be doubted whether we ministers speak of it as much as we ought i cannot forget the words of a dying hearer of mr newton's sir you often told me of christ and salvation why did you not oftener remind me of hell and danger let others hold their peace about hell if they will i dare not do so i see it plainly in scripture and i must speak of it i fear that thousands are on that broad way that leads to it and i would fain arouse them to a sense of the peril before them what would you say of the man who saw his neighbor's house in danger of being burned down and never raised the cry of fire what ought to be said of us as ministers if we call ourselves watchmen for souls and yet see the fires of hell raging in the distance and never give the alarm call it bad taste if you like to speak of hell call it charity to make things pleasant and speak smoothly and soothe men with a constant lullaby of peace from such notions of taste and charity may i ever be delivered my notion of charity is to warn men plainly of danger my notion of taste in the ministerial office is to declare all the counsel of god if i never spoke of hell i should think i had kept back something that was profitable and should look on myself as an accomplice of the devil i beseech every reader of this paper in all tender affection to beware of false views of the subject on which i have been dwelling beware of new and strange doctrines about hell and the eternity of punishment beware of manufacturing a god of your own a god who is all mercy but not just a god who is all love 
but not holy a god who has a heaven for everybody but a hell for none a god who can allow good and bad to be side by side in time but will make no distinction between good and bad in eternity such a god is an idol of your own as really as jupiter or moloch as true an idol as any snake or crocodile in an egyptian temple as true an idol as was ever moulded out of brass or clay the hands of your own fancy and sentimentality have made him he is not the god of the bible and besides the god of the bible there is no god at all your heaven would be no heaven at all a heaven containing all sorts of characters indiscriminately would be miserable discord indeed alas for the eternity of such a heaven there would be little difference between it and hell there is a hell there is a fire for the chaff take heed lest you find it out to your cost too late beware of being wise above that which is written beware of forming fanciful theories of your own and then trying to make the bible square in with them beware of making selections from your bible to suit your taste refusing like a spoilt child whatever you think bitter seizing like a spoilt child whatever you think sweet what is all this but taking jehoiakim's penknife jeremiah thirty six twenty three what does it amount to but telling god that you a poor short-lived worm know what is good for you better than he it will not do it will not do you must take the bible as it is you must read it all and believe it all you must come to the reading of it in the spirit of a little child dare not to say i believe this verse for i like it i reject that for i do not like it i receive this for i can understand it i refuse that for i cannot reconcile it with my views nay but o man who art thou that repliest against god romans nine twenty by what right do you talk in this way surely it were better to say over every chapter in the word speak lord for thy servant heareth if men would do this they would never deny hell the chaff and the fire and now let me say four things in conclusion and then i have done i have shown the two great classes of mankind the wheat and the chaff i have shown the separation which will one day take place i have shown the safety of the lord's people i have shown the fearful portion of the christless and unbelieving 
i commend these things to the conscience of every reader of this paper as in the sight of god one first of all settle it down in your mind that the things of which i have been speaking are all real and true i do believe that many never see the great truths of religion in this light i firmly believe that many never listen to the things they hear from ministers as realities they regard it all like gallio as a matter of names and words and nothing more a huge shadow a formal part acting a vast sham the last novel the latest news from france india australia turkey or new york all these are things they realize they feel interested and excited about them but as to the bible and heaven and the kingdom of christ and the judgment day these are subjects that they hear unmoved they do not really believe them if layard had dug up at nineveh anything damaging the truth and authority of the old testament scriptures it would not have interfered with their peace for an hour if you have unhappily got into this frame of mind i charge you to cast it off forever whether you mean to hear or forbear awaken to a thorough conviction that the things i have brought before you are real and true the wheat the chaff the separation the garner the fire all these are great realities as real as the sun in heaven as real as the paper which your eyes behold for my part i believe in heaven and i believe in hell i believe in a coming judgment i believe in a day of sifting i am not ashamed to say so i believe them all and therefore write as i do oh take a friend's advice live as if these things were true two settle it down in your mind in the second place that the things of which i write concern yourself they are your business your affair and your concern many i am satisfied never look on religion as a matter that concerns themselves they attend on its outward part as a decent and proper fashion they hear sermons they read religious books they have their children christened but all the time they never ask themselves what is all this to me they sit in our churches like spectators in a theatre or court of law they read our writings as if they were reading a report of an interesting trial or of some event far away but they never say to themselves i am the man if you have this kind of feeling depend upon it it will never do there must be an end of all this if ever you are to be saved you are the man i write to 
whoever you may be who reads this paper i write not specially to the rich i write not specially to the poor i write to everybody who will read whatever his rank may be it is on your soul's account that i am pleading and not another's you are spoken of in the text that begins this paper you are this very day either among the wheat or among the chaff your portion will one day either be the garner or the fire oh that men were wise and would lay these things to heart oh that they would not trifle daily linger live on half and half christians meaning well but never acting boldly and at last awake when it is too late three settle it down in your mind in the third place that if you are willing to be one of the wheat of the earth the lord jesus christ is willing to receive you does any man suppose that jesus is not willing to see his garner filled do you think he does not desire to bring many sons to glory oh but you little know the depth of his mercy and compassion if you can think such a thought he wept over unbelieving jerusalem he mourns over the impenitent and the thoughtless in the present day he sends you invitations by my mouth this hour he invites you to hear and live to forsake the way of the foolish and go in the paths of understanding as i live he says i have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth turn ye turn ye why will ye die ezekiel eighteen thirty two oh if you never came to christ for life before come to him this very day come to him with the penitent's prayer for mercy and grace come to him without delay come to him while the subject of this paper is still fresh on your mind come to him before another sun rises on the earth and let the morning find you a new creature if you are determined to have the world and the things of the world its pleasures and its rewards its follies and its sins if you must have your own way and cannot give up anything for christ and your soul if this be your case there is but one end before you i fairly warn you i plainly tell you you will sooner or later come to the unquenchable fire but if any man is willing to be saved the lord jesus christ stands ready to save him come unto me he says weary soul and i will give you rest come guilty and sinful soul and i will give you free pardon come lost and ruined soul and i will give you eternal life matthew eleven twenty eight let that passage be a word in season arise and call upon the lord 
let the angels of god rejoice over one more saved soul let the courts of heaven hear the good tidings that one more lost sheep is found four settle it down in your mind last of all that if you have committed your soul to christ christ will never allow that soul to perish the everlasting arms are round about you lean back in them and know your safety the same hand that was nailed to the cross is holding you the same wisdom that framed the heavens and the earth is engaged to maintain your cause the same power that redeemed the twelve tribes from the house of bondage is on your side the same love that bore with and carried israel from egypt to canaan is pledged to keep you yes they are well kept whom christ keeps our faith may repose calmly on such a bed as christ's omnipotence take comfort doubting believer why are you cast down the love of jesus is no summer-day fountain no man ever yet saw its bottom the compassion of jesus is a fire that never yet burned low the cold gray ashes of that fire have never yet been seen take comfort in your own heart you may find little cause for rejoicing but you may always rejoice in the lord you say your faith is so small but where is it said that none shall be saved except their faith be great and after all who gave thee any faith at all the very fact that you have any faith is a token for good you say your sins are so many but where is the sin or the heap of sins that the blood of jesus cannot wash away and after all who told thee thou hadst any sins that feeling never came from thyself blessed indeed is that mother's child who really knows and feels that he is a sinner take comfort i say once more if you have really come to christ take comfort and know your privileges cast every care on jesus tell every want to jesus roll every burden on jesus sins unbelief doubts fears anxieties lay them all on christ he loves to see you doing so he loves to be employed as your high priest he loves to be trusted he loves to see his people ceasing from the vain effort to carry their burdens for themselves i commend these things to the notice of every one into whose hands this volume may fall only be among christ's wheat now and then in the great day of separation as sure as the bible is true you shall be in christ's garner hereafter 
End of chapter 20